This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This is Kelly Henderson, and you are listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. My guest this week is Chesley Christ. Chesley is the current reigning Miss USA, and I have to be completely honest that before my chat with her, I just had an assumption about pageant girls. I think I associated it more with being beautiful than anything else, and without really digging deeper, I just assumed I had it all figured out. Well, we all know what people say about assuming, and I truly now know that Chesley Christ is much more than a pretty face. Along with her Miss USA roles, she is a correspondent on Extra TV and runs a fashion blog called White Color Glam for the working girl looking to stay fashion forward. She also practiced law until she won Miss USA, which completely explains the brains and well-spoken nature behind our conversation. She gave the behind the scenes of pageant life, talked to future plans, and really gave me a different view of Miss USA. USA. Here's our conversation. Okay, so I have to be completely honest here and just say that I sort of have had this idea of pageant girls in my head. I don't know why. I don't know what that mentality was. I don't know. I just associate it maybe with like a beauty contest or makeup or just, you know, beautiful women, which felt sort of like this digression from the women empowerment move. And then I was reading about you and I'm like, Okay, this girl is the opposite of what I had in my mind. You have so much going on and you are the quintessential strong woman. Do you get that stereotype a lot? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think Really? I, um, I think what happens is I think uh, a lot of people have this idea or this stereotype of what um, the uh, pageant girl would look like because they've watched pageants for so long or maybe had this idea because of friends or family who had watched. But I think a lot of people who actually pay attention to pageants and women who compete nowadays and the structure of the pageants understand that it's changed and it's just a lot different now. Right. So, I mean, you because you are the current Miss USA, you're a correspondent for Extra TV, you are an attorney, you have an MBA, I mean, you have a ton going on. So, um, when you decided to start doing these pageants, what was your main motivation behind that? Yeah, so my mom actually competed in pageants um, when I was in elementary and middle school. So, I remember when I was about 10 or 11 years old, my mom was crowned Mrs. North Carolina U.S. 2002. And so she won this pageant for married women. I remember 
my uh, brothers and my sister, we all attended and watched her win. And I think that sort of shaped the way that I looked at pageants. And I think many other people may not have had somebody in their close friend or family group. I had my mom, a person who was a role model for me and a person I looked up to who was competing. And when I got to the age of, I think it was around 18, 17-ish, um, I won my high school pageant and then com- continued competing after that. So can you explain the difference between Miss USA and Miss America? Because I, I think that I, I honestly know the difference now, but I think that is such a common misconception. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, there have been so many times, even on interviews, where an interviewer has called me Miss America. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> You're like, different yeah, pageant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. So the Miss America organization uh, runs the Miss America pageant. And it started, I believe, uh, somewhere in the 1920s. They compete in interview, evening gown. Um, they do an onstage question. They do talent as well. Um, and so I think they've sort of renamed some of those categories as of late. Uh, when I competed, those were the, the different categories that we had. And when I competed, they actually competed in swimsuit as well. Okay. Um, but since they've removed this, the swimsuit competition, um, on the other hand, Miss USA, the competition is run by the Miss Universe organization. So whoever wins Miss USA competes at Miss Universe. Uh, and then we compete in swimsuit, evening gown, and interview. And then if you make it to the top five or top three, you'll do an onstage question. With the judges? Is that where the, how that works? Uh, so you compete in each of those phases in front of the judges. Yes. Okay. The onstage question um, is televised, whereas the interview is a private oh, interview okay. before the broadcast actually happens. Wow. Okay. Is that so much pressure to do the, the onstage um, question? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely really nerve wracking. It's probably um, one of the areas of competition I dislike the most. Yeah. Um, I could imagine. Because, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I think it's, it's really fun doing interview because even though our interviews are really short, they're three minutes um, um, each for two panels that you do. Uh, for onstage question, you'll have a 30 second time slot. And that is a really short amount of time mm-hmm. to answer such, like questions that end up being um, really in depth or really political, uh, really politically charged. And so my, the questions that I had at Miss USA were uh, my thoughts on Me Too and Time's Up and uh, a, a word to describe my generation. So you get this question and you want to be able to sit and think about it and chew it over a little bit and deliver I'm a profound answer, but you've got 30 seconds. That's all, that's all the time right. you have you're on live TV and they're going to move you out of the way after 30 seconds is up. So it can be really, really uh, nerve wracking. Well, and I told you I wanted to talk a little bit about all the preparation that goes into this for you guys. But how do you prepare for that part? Because you don't know the question ahead of time, right? That's correct. Yeah. So uh, what I did is I worked with a number of different interview coaches. So when I was in undergrad, I ran track and field. And of course, I had coaches then. So I figured, you know, this is an important competition. I want this really badly. I need coaches again. Right. So I hired a few coaches that helped me. Uh, and we just picked a ton of really timely, relevant, uh, politically charged questions. Uh, we picked a lot of different topics and would just make up questions and hope that um, if we practiced enough, we would either touch on one of the topics that ended up being asked or hope that all of that practice would sharpen my skills in thinking and delivering a short, concise answer on the spot. And I I think we did a good job. I I got to the point where I could answer a question in 28 seconds. I just knew where 28 seconds was and could just end there. And I came up with a certain structure to answering questions. I think that helps the most is just 
having an opinion and being knowledgeable on a broad range of topics and issues, and then being able to deliver an answer in a concise way so that I wouldn't run over time. You know, I immediately think of that one famous person, I won't even talk about the specifics of that, but that she kind of went mind blank when she got asked the question and she was saying, and so on and such as, and all of these things, is that a huge fear that you guys have under the pressure of the lights? Yeah, for sure. Especially when there's so, you know, we live in, in a day and age of cancel culture. So you're really afraid to say something that might offend people sure. or that might go viral, that might be fired from your job for something that you said without, you know, being able to think very in depth about it. Uh, I, I got asked about the incident that you're talking about happened years ago. And uh, the person who was answering was actually a teen. And I don't think a lot of people know that mm -hmm. this is actually, I think she was, I think she was pretty young. She might've been like 17 or 18 years oh my old. Gosh. So for me thinking about you know, having to be on national television in front of thousands of people in an auditorium and millions of people on TV, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure there. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really scary. You don't want to end up being in that place. And so I think because of that, because of that fear, I just prepared as much as I could and tried to make sure that, I got out my nerves beforehand and was as prepared as possible. So what other kind of preparations do you go through? I mean, are you on a strict like diet? Are you working out all the time? How does that look? Yeah, when I competed at Miss USA and at Miss Universe, I was working out every day, sometimes twice a day if I had the time and energy. My diet was pretty strict. I just, for me, I thought you get to compete at Miss USA once. Yeah. You get to compete at Miss Universe once. You want to make sure that you're in the best shape possible. That's the mindset I had when I competed in track and field. I wanted my body to be in tip-top shape. And here at Miss USA, you, know, you compete in swimsuit. People are going to see your body, and you want to be in tip-top shape. So that's, I put everything I could, all the effort um, that I had. I, I wanted to make sure that I left no stone unturned and did everything that I could, and I was pretty proud of what I did. What other kind of preparing are you doing? I mean, is it similar to like, a, a, not a wedding planning, but I mean, all of your outfits, all of the glam, like all that goes into that. How much time did that take? A fair amount of time. I ended up, I was lucky after winning Miss USA that we have so much support here because my full-time job is being Miss USA. Right. And even though you're still doing appearances and events, we have a stylist at the Miss Universe organization who helped me put together a ton of different outfits. We have a ton of sponsors who provided things like eyelashes, uh, who provided uh, you know clothes and shoes and jewelry. And so that was a huge help when I became Miss USA. When I was Miss North Carolina USA, we still had some help from our directors who secured sponsorships for us that I definitely used. But other than that, you know, I was I was a full time attorney, so I just had to figure out shopping for clothes while I could find time in my schedule. I ended up, instead of going to malls or shopping in person, I did a lot of shopping online and would have clothes sent to my office at my law firm so that mm -hmm. if I could try them on in the bathroom really quickly, maybe during my lunch break, and then if they didn't work out, put them back in the mailroom and have them return and then ended up uh, being pretty helpful and saving me a lot of time because I didn't have a lot right. of preparing. Yeah, you're working a full-time job. It's a great point you bring up, too, about that girl being so young. I was reading about you, and it said you were the old, oldest woman to win Miss USA, and you were 28. <laughs> so it's not like you yeah. were old, but I thought that was such an interesting statement that you were the oldest. What is the age range, typically? So the age range is 19 to 27. Okay. So I, I want to say my Miss... I'm going to get the state wrong. There's a, there's a woman who competed with me this year who was either 19 or 20. So she was pretty wow. young. Yeah. And we, our, our ages sort of just ranged the gamut. We had her at like 19, 20 ish. We had me at 28. So there's this huge age range of women 
but I thought it was cool. We had this interesting uh, mix of people from different walks of life. I mean, I was a full-time attorney. We had uh, my first runner-up who uh, has her master's in accountancy. We had another woman who um, was in law school, another woman who, just like me, had just graduated from law school and she had just taken the bar. So, I mean, we had like, there were a ton of people there uh, and it's really cool to be the oldest um, out, of, out of all of them, um, or, or at least out of all of the women who have won. Um, but what's funny is like now that we're like locked in our houses, I'm celebrating my birthday um, on April 28th. I'm going to be in my house celebrating my birthday. <laughs> Whereas last year I was ringing in age 28 at Miss USA. We actually like brought in a cake and celebrated like my birthday and two other girls' birthdays all at the same time. It's amazing what a year can do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. What have you been doing? Speaking of the isolation, as have you been able to do any of your Miss USA duties, or how are you handling all of that with all this coronavirus stuff going on? Yeah, a lot of my events were either delayed or canceled. Yeah, because everybody obviously wants to practice social distancing and keep people safe and prevent the um, exponential spread of the virus. So a lot of those events were canceled or delayed, which obviously, you know, was unfortunate. I'm sad that they've they've been moved, but it, it's for the greater good. Other than that, we've been doing mostly virtual work. So I'm doing like a virtual speaking engagement on Monday. We've been doing some Instagram lives this week. We've been able to, to connect with some military families. I read a book to some children. Um, yes, was, God, was it yesterday? Today's Thursday? Yeah. All yesterday. the days start to blend together. They really did. They really do. It's like the 14th of Octoberville or something. It's right. Like, it's crazy <laughs> track of the days. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of our, uh, it's been cool that people have been able to adjust some of the events that we can help with. And we've still been able to connect with our fans and supporters through social media and through different online means. Okay, well, I have to ask this. We talked a little bit about the behind the scenes and you just told us the age range of the girls. And anytime you put a bunch of girls in one space, there tends to be some cattiness or, you know, backstabbing and things like that. Um, your predecessor was Kaylin from The Bachelor. Was that right? Uh, yes, my she was a Miss North Carolina USA from 2018. Yeah. Okay, so is that I mean, we saw on The Bachelor that she and Hannah Brown just kind of would go at each other a little bit and they both competed in pageants. What is it? What is the vibe like? Is it are there women supporting women? Is it cattiness? Is it backstabbing? Or is it both? Or what's what's the vibe? No, I don't see any backstabbing. I, I think um, I think there is a misconception that that women who compete in pageants or caddy or that yeah. were so over competitive that we pour bleach on each other's gowns or something. Um, but I, I've actually seen this was the most <laughs> positively cliche moment I've seen in a pageant. I actually competed. I think it was North Carolina USA 2019 was the year that I won. Yeah, I think it was the year that I won. Uh, there was another girl who was competing with all of us who came to the competition but didn't know how to do her makeup. And so it was like a moment for Miss Congeniality where all the girls <laughs> gather around her and like, here's how you put on lipstick. This is how you're going to apply your foundation. It was literally wow. that moment happen in real life, um, which was so cliche, but cliche in the best possible way. Right. So a lot of it, it really is women supporting women. And I tell people all the time that even though um, we compete in pageants and we're high achieving women, we're still people. And so you may go into a workplace and find that you get along with most people and there's one person who maybe to themselves or, um, you know, you don't get along with the best. I, we're not immune from that. So that certainly happens sometimes. But I think for the most part, it really is just women supporting women and being excited about competing together.
If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. One of the coolest parts about your win in 2019 was that it was the first year that all four major United States based United States based pageants were won by black women. So what do you feel like this means for black women? Like what has that brought up for you personally? I think what was important was that I think it was important for not only black women, but people in general to see that we don't have to have just one uh, black person be successful at a time. Mm. There's oftentimes this notion uh, of tokenism that exists with a lot of people, black women especially, because you may oftentimes be in rooms where you are the only person of color or the only woman or the only black person or the only black woman. Um, and so I, I think you, so you sort of get used to thinking that there's only one of me that, that that's ever going to be in these rooms together. And if there's another black woman, we're going to be competing against each other for one spot. But I think it was important for people to see that not only can there be more than one successful black woman at a time, we can have four out of four. You know, you can cover all the bases if you just end up being the most um, deserving person of that role or title at that point in time. Did that feel like a very empowering moment for you and especially to communicate to young black girls even that this can happen? Did you feel very empowered by that? 
I did feel empowered by it, but I, to be candid, I think there are some times where I feel like I'm sort of watching from the outside. Okay. Um, I think there's, there's so many times um, when people will talk about the four wins, and I'm just happy that it happened. And sometimes I'm almost surprised when I see like my picture or my face right. mixed in with the other, with the other uh, women of color. Um, so I think it's just something that all of us can celebrate that that can empower all of us, not just, you know, the woman, the women who end up being in those roles. Yeah. What would you tell a young girl about competing in beauty pageants or that's thinking about that? What's been the biggest takeaway for you? Oh, the biggest takeaway? I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to really settle on just one because I think there's so many things that pageants can teach you. Mm. Um, uh, you know, I've while competing, I've learned to balance a number of different roles and jobs all at the same time. Um, I've learned how to better handle stress and pressure. Um, I've learned how to, you know, be graceful under fire. Um, I've learned how to, you know, handle bullies who may not think that you should have won that year. I think there there are just so many lessons to learn. I think if there's going to be one main takeaway, that that should be it, that competing in pageants teaches you so many things about life. And it's not just winning that teaches you that. It really is the process in competing that can sharpen a lot of your skills in many different areas of life. Well, you just mentioned bullies, and I have not really thought about that in your world. But can you talk a little bit about that? Or you feel, do you get that a lot on social media? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. You know, uh, uh, my fellow pageant competitors and I have talked about this frequently. And that I, I think there are some days or sometimes where you may think it's just you. There, mm-hmm. there. For example, right after I won, obviously I had an overwhelmingly positive response. There were so many people who sent me messages of support or congratulations or were excited for me or sent me gifts or whatever on social media. Um, But on the other hand, there were also some people who would put throw-up faces underneath my pictures on Instagram or send me curse words or death threats on my my Instagram account. And that was just strange. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, uh, you know, I think there were, there were times where I thought, did I do something wrong? Is this just me? But I've been told over and over again by former Miss USA's or by former state title holders that everybody has experienced this. One of the things that a lot of former Miss USA's, it's almost a slogan that we passed from one Miss USA to another is that with love comes hate with this, mm. you know, positive thing that's happened for you and winning Miss USA comes hate from other people who um, themselves may be, be supporting another contestant, may just be sad that the person they were rooting for different didn't win, um, or on the other hand, may just be sad people in and of themselves um, because there are so many bullies and trolls that um, are going through painful experiences and rather than being able to emerge from that and, and be a positive person are just spreading hatred. And so I just had to understand that and not take it personally right. and know that every title holder has experienced this in one form or another. I think that's huge what you just said, not take it personally. Did you have days where it kind of affected your self-esteem or were you pretty sure of yourself to where that didn't really bother you? I think by the time I got to competing at Miss USA, I was sure enough that it didn't bother me um, as far as damaging my self-esteem. But, you know, I'm still, (laughs) I'm a lawyer and I became a lawyer because I can be confrontational and argumentative. (laughs) And so it is very difficult at times to see negative comments and ignore them. Right. So there are certain times where, where like, you know, I just drop it. I can't, I can't do it. I can't not respond. And I have to respond to some people. 
And, um, you know, I try to make my responses positive if I am going to respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there, there are certainly times where I'm just like, I'm not going to take this lane down and I'm not going to delete your comment. Instead, I'm just going to respond to it. I think the hardest part about that, the more I've learned about that is when you respond, it actually becomes a bigger story most of the time. And if you don't, it goes away. But that is really hard, right? Like what you're saying, you want to yeah. argue with it and you're like, this is not true for me. So yeah. it's super difficult to not defend yourself. Yeah, for sure. especially as an, I mean, I, I love arguing. I love. Yeah, <laughs> you um, get paid to argue. Yeah, exactly. I get paid to advocate for other people. Why would I not advocate for myself? Right. So for the most part, I end up if, if comments get really, really nasty, I end up just like deleting them and then usually blocking people who spread really nasty or threatening comments. Um, but on the other hand, there's sometimes where I'll go back and forth with people every now and then. Yes. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your work. I mentioned earlier that you are a correspondent for Extra and you have had some pretty big interviews. I was reading the list of celebrities that you've interviewed. Um, It includes Oprah, Lizzo, Zendaya, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, Matthew McConaughey. So is that intimidating for you or do you feel like that is just a natural habitat for you? It is absolutely intimidating, Um, (laughs) especially um, I think for... For me, when I started doing interviews, not conducting interviews, but going on my media tour after I won Miss USA, there's so many times where I thought, you know, I, God, I wish they would have asked this question or oh, I really wanted to talk about this. I wish they would have asked this. Right. And then being on the other side, you realize how difficult it actually is to conduct an interview um, when you have to worry about timing, when you have to make sure that you get in the questions that your producer has asked for, when you want to make sure to get out certain points or make sure that the person you're interviewing feels comfortable. It is a really difficult job. And to add on an extra intimidation factor, you've got this with some of the most famous people in the world that anybody would be intimidated just to meet, let just alone to be to around. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's definitely very, it can be very intimidating. I mean, um, but you just, you put your game face on. Yeah, exactly. I was looking, I mean, at the list, it's like Oprah is the Mecca of interviewers, right? Like she's, yeah, nobody sure. is better than Oprah. So how do you interview Oprah? I mean, I almost wanted to ask her for notes afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> And just like How'd stop I do? Her and say, was that okay? Could I just do something better? Right. Um, I mean, not only have I interviewed Oprah, I interviewed Gail King. I was oh going to say, like, have you talked to Gail about me? What did Gail say before <laughs> I did this interview? Um, so, uh, you know, inter- I think walking into the interview, it, it just felt like another Miss USA moment. And that when I was at Miss USA, I was super nervous, but you just had to go out there and make things. Um, more tangible and compartmentalize things in your mind. So rather than thinking about this is a huge stage and there are so many people yeah. and there are cameras and there are millions of people, I just had to think, I'm just going to go out there and have fun. And so when Oprah walked in the room, I just thought there are some questions I need to ask this lady. She happens to be pretty famous, but I just want to focus on the things I have to learn from her. And I think that made things a little uh, less nerve wracking. So how did it go with Oprah? <laughs> now I need all the details. <laughs> It went pretty well. She walked up to me and she was like, I love your hair. And I just thought, oh, my God, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. To be complimented by Oprah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel this. Yeah, exactly. You just feel this Oprah effect. She's just going around taking pictures and hugging everybody. Oh, my gosh. You just feel like she's your really cool aunt when she walks up. Yes. Well, you also have a blog, which we mentioned before as well. It's called White Collar Glam, which is a great idea. I've not seen a fashion blog. There's a million fashion blogs out there, but I've not seen one that is specific to white white collar fashion. And that's so Mm -hmm. great because women go to work every day and you want to look your best so that you feel your best, that you do your best. Um, But it can get kind of monotonous. So is that what made you want to start this blog? Yeah, absolutely. What what made me want to start it was going through law school and um, 
I had an experience where I competed at a national trial team, brought a few suits with me and ran out of suits while I was there Mm. because one, they didn't have air conditioning in the courtrooms. And so I sweat all the way through one of the suits. Another one of them I ripped because it was kind of a cheap suit. And then the third one was too big for me. And so here I am about to compete against Harvard and, you know, law schools from across the nation and represent my law school without a suit. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember, I remember being in that place and just thinking, where do you even buy a suit? I don't even know how I got the suits that I had. I think I got them from Goodwill. (laughs) Uh, And so when I graduated and had a budget and could buy suits and started learning a little bit more about where to buy, you know, what suits fit you the best, um, you know, what styles are appropriate from the courtroom and which ones just aren't. I, I wanted to start this blog so that other women wouldn't have to go through that same awkward and uncomfortable experience. It's amazing. So um, you're still doing that. What do you have next on the journey for Miss USA? Once maybe once this isolation is over. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say one. right now, right? Well, we don't yeah, think any of us really know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've had some um, some awards presentations and some uh, luncheons and dinner galas that I was supposed to attend. Some of them have been, like I said, either canceled or delayed some even like through August or September. So wow. it's really hard to say yeah. um, what I'll be able to do. And I think that we'll be able to, to figure that out and have a more concrete plan once the world figures out when this is going to blow over and when we're going to emerge past it. And do you plan to go back to law practice whenever you're finished with your reign? Uh, you know, my, my law firm has told me that the door is always open and I'm able to return there. Uh, I also have opportunities with Extra and I've loved the interviewing that I've done yeah. with them. So I hope to stay in New York and continue interviewing with Extra. And if I'm able to continue practicing law as well, I think that'd be great. Um, but but right now, you know, my career uh, with Extra has been so exciting that that's really what I want to focus on. So you can find Chesley at whitecollarglam.com. Where else can people find you? Can you give us your social media handles? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just Chesley Chris on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. I've been making so many TikToks. Have you? This has been the... the- total rage during this isolation I feel like yeah yeah it really has for sure what are your favorite kind of TikToks to make um I don't know I wish I had like a niche but I don't uh, I made a video the other day that uh I posted a couple of pictures in this video of my mom when she won Mrs. North Carolina USA and uh, put on a caption and said you know I, I wanted to be just like her when I grew up and then afterwards I put you know my crowning moment and pictures of me and my mom uh, going to appearances together and that one got a lot of buzz which is really really fun but other than that like you know there's so many dancing videos I know on the dancing videos yeah that seems like, I'm not a big dancer I can't dance <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like I'm like do I do makeup videos or hair videos I'm still figuring that out right now it's just like a bunch of me like clowning around on TikTok well, so hopefully someday I figure out what I'm supposed to actually do yeah I think people would really like the makeup and hair stuff too I mean it's like where do we have to go I don't know but we have a lot of time to watch this kind of things right now so maybe we can learn some tricks yeah. from you <laughs> yeah yeah it'd be fun I think one of the ones people ask us for uh, I say us me and my, my roommate Zozie Miss Universe we've been we've done a couple of videos where we were talking about our different accents and how we pronounce different words because she's from South Africa and so she pronounces uh. a lot of words very differently than I pronounce this. We have a couple of videos on there where we talk about like our speech 101 class. What was the main word that y'all pronounced differently? Um, there are a few. So I, I say broccoli. She says broccoli. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I say lingerie. She says lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, a really, it's a really, really interesting. And it's been fun. I think it's been cool sort of learning about 
not only how, how she pronounces words, but just different aspects of her culture that I had no idea about. Yeah. Well, that sounds amazing. Well, so everyone go check out Chesley on TikTok. And I thank you so much for being here. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely. Great to talk to you, too. Thanks for having me on. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. This is Kelly Henderson, and you've been listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. I truly believe that every one of us has a little velvet and a little edge. So it's so important to remember that to be strong, you must be soft, too. Thank you so much for sharing in those stories with me. You can follow Velvet's Edge on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as velvetsedge.com. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me every Wednesday for more conversations on lifestyle, beauty, and relationships. Thanks for listening. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.